WFH with two guys. Now here's Benny and Dennis. Dennis, I don't know. I've heard it being coming close to the fall of 2022 where we are right now. The sky is falling. It's everything is coming apart. Businesses, fire in the streets. Everybody is, it, business is collapsing. What do you think, Dennis? Um, I think there's concern. I think there's areas that are doing well, and then there's some that aren't. I have, I have some clients that are you know, definitely hunkering down. I've got others that are doing well. A lot of them are, I hear, we're really just kind of moving back to where we were at before COVID and all the mm-hmm. craziness with COVID. Um, but then, you know, then the Fed and all that, it's definitely, we're going to have impact because when interest rates move up, things do behave differently. So as a business owner, you got to be planning ahead. And you should be doing this in good times, but it, mm-hmm. bad times are typically when you really start looking at this stuff. Um, and so I think it's one where people just have to kind of be good business people and be smart about what. From a strategy standpoint, we're lucky today to have a returning guest, Mike Black, who is the uh, head honcho uh, and, and extraordinaire uh, when it comes to business strategy. Mike we're thankful to have you on today's podcast. I think that you've always given us a lot of good insight, whether it comes to just the idea of how to you know, place your business, but certainly from a marketing perspective. Thanks for coming on the show today. We appreciate it. I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Thanks for saying nice things about me. I'll give you that <laughs> <one> later. <laughs> hey, Mike, well, listen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, tell us a little bit about what you're seeing. I started the the show off kind of as a, obviously as a joke, but I, I'm hearing people starting to complain a little bit more. We're getting out of COVID now just to be greeted with higher interest rates, uh, a stock market that's not doing as well. Uh, we're hearing about supply chain problems. And, and if you're listening to this and sometime in the future, just to kind of, you know, uh, get you back into this mindset. This is a time of uncertainty. They haven't said that we're officially in a recession, though some people say we are. This is a, a strange time, especially for young entrepreneurs, maybe who haven't had their business for a long period of time and maybe only no good days. What are you seeing out there, Mike? What are, you, what are your clients saying? And, and what are you really talking about today? So my first, I guess I'll just start off with some advice for people who are in that panic place. And that is to turn off the stock ticker. Don't go look at Bloomberg mm-hmm. or Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. and spend all your time on the market. Because the truth is, is that there are just rough times ahead and that is just not going to help you. The second part of my advice is I want you to look at your market carefully because you may, it's going to have, as Dennis suggested earlier, it's going to have disparate impacts across different markets. One example, Mm -hmm. we do a little bit of work in real estate and property management. Well, with interest rates, I think they went up to 6.5% for mortgages today. And so if they're that high, that's actually not historically very high relative Mm -hmm. to what happened in the seventies, but relative to what we're used to in these days, that's extraordinarily high. Mm -hmm. So Obviously, if you're on the buy side on real estate, that impacts how much you can buy. And if you're trying to sell your house, that impacts how much you can get. And that market we're seeing, you know, a lot of cities are declining. On the other hand, because people aren't able to sell their house, property management companies are booming right now. And so they're getting a lot Hmm. more clients. And so you need to look at your specific market. Another good example is, is that, you know, if you, when we talked a year ago, you mentioned we talking a year ago, when we talked a year ago, supply chain was completely a mess. It's starting to get better. 
And so manufacturing, whereas they couldn't deliver, it didn't matter what you needed. They couldn't get it to you on time. They may not even be able to deliver anything at all because they had supply chain problems. They couldn't get the materials they needed to produce. So they weren't marketing at all because they couldn't handle more clients for at least a year. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see some of the more forward thinking um, manufacturing companies that we work with are starting to look, where is the economy going to be in six months when supply chain really resolves? And who are the clients that they want? And they're starting to figure out how to market to them. Now they have, you know, one of the other pieces there is obviously your company is unique. You need to look at, you know, what do your reserves look like? Can you, you know, if you are low on reserves, you spent all your money last year on whatever that was. And maybe there were smart decisions at the time that are hurting you now. Fair enough. But if you have, so if you don't have reserves, obviously you need to pull back where you need to pull back and marketing may be that spot. If you have the reserves, it may be a huge opportunity for your company. If you, especially if you're forward thinking and really looking to go after it. Yeah. And you really hit on a good point that has resonated with me over the years. And, and, and the three of us are old enough to, to, to have seen different changes in the economy, the good times, bad times. But when it comes to the forward thinkingness of the business, I've always heard Mike and Dennis, you, you kind of chime in on this too as well. The best times to actually start a business is during a downturn in the economy. That's, that's a really good time to do it. And likewise too, if you have an existing business, you should be forward thinking in terms of what that means. Let's just say we are during in bad times now down the road. You don't, you don't wait for the good times to come. You need to start today for when the, when the economy, if you will, rebounds. And if you are, like you said, is Mike's example of being in uh, you know, real estate, but you happen to be a property manager, this is good times for you now as well. All of these things, you know, this is a way for you to take a look at your business. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think, I think you know, like Mike said, you know, you, you've got to make smart business decisions. In good times, it's easy to, to make smart business decisions because you just don't look at stuff sometimes and you just make decisions haphazardly. But when it's tougher, you've got to dig into the numbers. You've got to look at things. You've got to make sure that there truly is that ROI on some of the spend. Or if you've got three or four different marketing things going on, maybe you trim one of them down and, and focus on one or two that are really productive. Or focus on things that you can do things with. And I, I agree with you. I think you know when things dip, that's always a, an opportunity for those that are entrepreneurial and have a vision because again, if you have good customer service, take care of your employees and have a good product, you're going to survive the one. And, you know, if you don't have those three things, you're not going to make it in good times or bad times. So, you know, focus on those things, taking care of, take care of the customer first. It's amazing how it will work. And, you know, marketing is a big piece of that to help them know what you do, how you play, um, how you're different than your competition. And I think that's where you know, people like Mike can help, you know, small to mid-sized businesses navigate through some of those challenges. Um, you know, our business is an example. The last six months, we've been experimenting with Google ads. Well, we found Google ads didn't work as well as we thought. So we're going to stop that one. But at the same time, we were doing something with um, sales navigator. I'm sorry, we were using Google ads. And also we were doing sales navigator at the same time. Well, sales navigator yeah is actually working okay so it's like okay we're gonna keep doing that one because we were getting results there and mm -hmm. um you know next year i might not do an experiment with some new marketing thing i might just focus on the sales navigator until i see things get better or i may not i mean um there's all kinds of ways for companies it's a chance to say hey do i want to partner with someone or 
like Mike's example with real estate, you know, is there something there that I can flex or flip and do something different with my business? I mean, you think back to COVID, the people that made beer and stuff also flipped to make alcohol so they could make cleaning fluids. I'm, trust me, they didn't go into the business to make cleaning alcohol. They probably went to business <laughs> to make beer, but back in COVID times, they had a need. So they flipped and they, you know, they made lots of money during that time. So yeah. it's, you know, being flexible, nimble, um, listening to your customers' needs. I think Mike's point is really correct. You know, listen to people that you come in contact with. Don't listen to the news media. Because, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the middle part of the country. The news media doesn't reflect what's happening in Nashville, Tennessee very well because they focus basically on California and New York and the environments there are radically different than what's happening in Nashville, Tennessee right now. Even though we may have a little bit of a downturn, people are still moving here and they're still building like crazy. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's just different parts of the country where you're at that you experience different things. Well, and think? to be honest, you know, their job in the news media is to drive clicks. Yeah, exactly. And talking about good news doesn't drive as many clicks as talking about the horror story that's happening. So right now, everybody is the hurricanes yesterday. And so that's all mm -hmm. over the news because that's what drives it. The stock market going down is going to drive that. And so you just have to bear that in mind. I, I work um, I, I'm in a networking group with a really good financial advisor. He's not he's not one of those that just sells um, whole life. He actually really looks at planning and everything else. And he said, look, everybody, what people need to realize is this is a business cycle. And we're at the tail end where it's going down and pretty soon that's it'll flip at some point and it's going to start going back up. And what you need to do is just weather the storm and know. And I think some of the things that one of the things that happens when bad things happen is we assume that that's going to last forever. Right. In our heads, that's what it feels like. And we just you need to remind yourself, hey, this is, you know, this is a short term thing. Now, is it six months? I don't know how long it's going to be, but it isn't going to be, you know, it's not going to last forever. You know, you guys also, we, we talked about this very briefly, but I think there was a, a point when we said we want to get back to where it was pre-COVID, right? That seems to kind of be a marker. And I hear that a lot with other business owners and and, and people who, you know, salespeople in general, they, they talk about getting to pre-COVID. That's where I want to be. Are we in a different world today, Mike? Are we in, a, in an environment where we can't think about going back to where it was Maybe the world is completely different. Maybe there's an opportunity to do better than you were pre-COVID. What, what, what do you take away from when somebody says something like that? I, to my opinion, um, not be, not having a crystal ball, I don't think we're going back. Okay. I think that it transformed the world. That we learned how to some some in some industries, we've learned how to work from home where it's very doable. That actually, they they just had a report came out that said that's what drove up some of the housing costs is that people mm -hmm. needed more space. Mm -hmm. And so, in, but in other industries that you can't, you have, you know, if you're in manufacturing, that's one of our areas, then you, you know, it's pretty hard to be a manufacturer unless you have a two-ton press in your garage. Um, and that isn't going to work. <laughs> so it just depends. But at the end of the day, the world's transformed. We've gone through this, you know, the great resignation or whatever that ends up being. When we look at the larger context, people are really reevaluating their life. What do they want to do? I've watched mm -hmm. people leave successful careers in one industry and start a successful career in another industry because they just realized it wasn't as meaningful for them. I've seen people shift and more people, some people are working at home. Some people are, are actually, there are other people that are looking for office jobs. They don't want to work at home. And so I mm -hmm. think people are just looking at a new way to live. And I don't think we're going back to that. 
Yeah. And I just, it's, you know, the technology's changed. We've moved forward 10 years in terms of technology adoption. At least I, yeah. I don't remember the exact number, but it's a lot. Yeah. And so the world's changed and we're not going back. And so I think you need to do business in the world landscape we're in. And I will actually offer a couple of quick pieces of advice from a marketing perspective. Yeah, that'd be great. And so my first thought is, is that if you're, you know, uh, there's a Wayne Gretzky, I think it's Wayne Gretzky. I'm terrible at athletic quotes or sports quotes, but I think it's, you know, skate where the puck, puck is going, not where it is. It's Wayne Gretzky. Okay. There you go. Well, I got it right then. That's a first. So <laughs> audience note that. Um, so say that, say that one again. Say that one skate again, where the audience, sorry, see, look at that. Skate where the puck is going, not where it is. Yeah. And that's a paraphrase of that quote. But the idea mm-hmm. here would be is, you know, look at your, you probably have, customers that in a variety of target markets, meaning we work with manufacturing companies. We work some in professional services, predominantly B2B. We do have some B2C. And so if I'm looking at the shift manufacturing, we saw a big slowdown when the supply chain started, um, just became a whole mess. And we haven't seen all of that come back, but I anticipate over the next year that that's going to come back. And so I'm looking at how do I market now to those companies? How do I begin to bring in more of those companies and lay seats now so that in a year when they're ready to market or even maybe, you know, they start three months before they really need it, ideally, because, you know, marketing for yesterday or marketing to get business tomorrow is much harder than marketing to get business results. Um, So that's my first, you know, my first thought is, is think about what industries are going up, what are going down, what do we anticipate? I think if you're a real estate agent, you should be really thinking about this differently than if you're in other businesses, right? And so you need mm-hmm. to think about where that's going. My second piece of advice to you is that it's unlikely that you reviewed your messaging in the past year. Most companies have kind of been in panic mode and they haven't been proactive. And I really think you should review your messaging. Now, if you don't know, some people know what messaging is, other people don't. Messaging is just a standardized way that, you know, written out way that um, about how you talk about your business and what, why they should do business with you, how you stand out, how you're different than other companies. And the messaging that would compel, be compelling when we talked a year ago when the economy was booming is very different than the messaging that's going to be compelling today. So if I look at really savvy companies and I see, you know, I, one of the ways I actually know that they're savvy is I've seen them shift their messaging to cost savings instead of growth oriented marketing. Mm-hmm. And so you, you need to look at your messaging from the perspective, does this make to, does my messaging make sense to my best clients in today's market? given the different constraints that are in place. Yeah. I think that, that's, that's, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's a big one. I mean, I th- cause I mean, you're right. I mean, a year ago, people were talking growth, you know, all this stuff. And now it is, it's about mm-hmm. cost savings. How do I, you know, how do I make more with less and all that kind of stuff? So, I mean, I think that's a, and that, that is a key messaging piece. I'm starting to think about our business. That, that's, you know, that's it's, it's really thing. interesting that you should say that, Dennis and, and Mike. I, I was having this conversation and we have a tendency as human beings to really stay within our circle, stay within whether our company, the same executives and whatnot. And, and having conversations that are outside of not only your company, but maybe outside of your industry, you can get a different perspective. The idea of this is what it is, this is you know, what I'm used to, really can get, it, get us into a, a frame of mind where we're really not thinking about the way that the, the business looks. How does the business look to the outsiders? I know how it looks to me from an insider standpoint, but how does the business look? And, and if you can, to use your analogy, 
thank you, Wayne Gretzky, to go where the puck is going to be, right? That is going to be, I think that's a, that's a key thing that we should be doing more of and, and really taking time to think about it. Not just saying that, yeah, it's a nice piece of advice and people like that, but do you go much farther than that? Do you, have you really dug into the meat of what your business is and how can you pivot? The great thing about, I believe, having a, a small and medium-sized business, we have the ability to move very quickly. Whereas the large companies, they, they're, they're kind of stuck. They're, they're, it's going to be a while before they could actually make some of those moves other than just some small tactical type of things. We have the ability to do things that, that they can't. I, I don't know if I'm just uh, kind of you know, uh, you know, talking into a, a storm of, uh, of, of thought, but uh, that's kind of like where I was thinking um, from what you guys were talking about. Yeah, I think it's, it is around that whole flexibility stance. It's being, to Mike's point, change, you know, being able to change and, and think through where is that puck or and where, where is your audience going to be six months or a year from now? Um, and then making sure that you, you know, market and have your organization, not only marketing, but your organizational set up to meet those needs. I mean, you know, trust me, they're, they're going to be looking for ways to cut costs. So if you're a manufacturer, you know, is there a way that you can help carry more inventory for someone that you sell to so that they don't have to worry about the carrying costs? Now that pushes some risk on you, but that may make you different than your competition if you're willing mm-hmm. to do that. I mean, where a year ago, you wouldn't have thought about that. You said, hey, you take the inventory the way it is and be done. Um, you know, I, I look at use water bottles. You can tell they're figuring out ways to take costs out of that. The, the water bottles are getting even flimsier now. <laughs> because they're trying to figure out ways to make that packaging as low cost as possible, but still to hold that product to meet the need of what the customer wants, but, you know, make things different. Mm-hmm. And so I think those are the things you got to be doing. And that all fits. It's we're talking marketing day, but it's, it's all around operations, sales, marketing, the whole thing that all fits together. And if you're only living in one segment of that focus, you're going to struggle as an organization. You've got to look holistically at that whole thing and understand where is that puck going. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's a danger here? If, if, you know, as a business owner, I, you know, I, 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 I just am not, I'm averse to risks. I, I just want to take things very carefully and, and cautiously. And I'm not doing, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of weather the storm and just keep my nose to the grindstone. And I'm not really going to do some of the, the things that we're talking about today, what's, what's the danger in, in just kind of adopting that type of mentality? Well, it would, so that would, again, that would be pretty context dependent, right? If you don't have a lot of reserves then maybe that's the smart move because you go spend a bunch of money and then you run mm-hmm. out of reserves because it doesn't work. Right. Then you got a business that would be a really sucky outcome. On the other hand, <laughs> if you have reserves, my clients that are really forward thinking are spending today they are looking at it we've started a big project where we're doing some research in into how purchasing happens for a manufacturing company and so we can Hmm. help position them for success make them a better partner for their ideal clients and we spend a lot of time figuring out what that would be what those clients look like and there's a lot of conversation about that to make sure that this isn't waste not that we wouldn't do that we do that every time but we're you know i suppose we're being a little bit more diligent but we're pretty diligent so the other piece to this so i'm kind of my mind's going back. you asked me about the risk i think the risk would be that if you're not spending, that you will lose market share, mm-hmm. that okay. people are going after it. And the clients that I have that are spending are actually that I've noticed that the competition is down a little bit. We do a lot of AdWords management. That's not, you know, I actually don't look for work in that area, but I'm good at it. So it seems to find me 
<laughs> but I, the clients that I'm managing it are getting twice the leads for less money right now. And so it's, you know, the right people, if you're smart about what you're doing and you're measuring it and you know you're getting the return, then spending makes sense. Right. So it just depends on where, you know, your specific context and your industry. But that's my thought for you is be thoughtful about that. Um, and I'm going to go back. I know uh, we're running a little bit out of time, but I want to jump back to that messaging piece because I, I really thought that was interesting how we talked about, you know, one of the ways that I, I've, I spent a lot of time thinking about traction. We're working with a couple of companies in traction, EOS. And one of the things they talk about in traction is the three uniques. And one of the things there is that I think people get stuck on identifying their uniques. They realize, okay, a lot of our uniques might be internal operational things that we do better. It might make us more efficient. And so they want to talk about that in their marketing. For example, um, this is actually not my client, but there's a really, I was talking to another marketing person and they had a client in the commercial landscaping industry. And this, this client had spent a lot of money buying new commercial landscaping machines and just wanted to talk about how new, great their new machines were in their the marketing. Problem is, is in cl their clients don't care how great their machines are <laughs> at all. They don't care if that mower is brand new mm -hmm. or is five years old. They just care that it works. Mm -hmm. And if you're actually going to charge me more because you have a new mower, but I don't see a different outcome, then I might look elsewhere. And so I want you one, if you're thinking about your marketing and you're looking at your processes and you're, you're identifying, say, things that make your company unique, make sure that you do two things. One, double check that it actually matters to your end client. It might be awesome for you because you know that you're going to be more efficient. Your team's going to get more lawns, lawns mowed or whatever that might be. But make sure it's meaningful to your client before you're marketing on, on it. And the second step is, take the time to translate that into something meaningful for your client. Mm. So you might know, okay, we have this new equipment, which means it's going to do a better job. Explain the better job, not the new equipment, because your clients may not make that translation from this thing that you have to something that's meaningful for them. You don't want to have that. You don't want them to have to think that hard, do the work for them and talk about it in a way that makes sense to them. And so this is just another thing to think about as you update your messaging. I, I love that. That's, that's a fantastic uh, analogy. Mike, as usual, it has been education and definitely insight that I think everyone here who's listening to this could potentially think about. And, and it's always interesting to see how you can take that back and, and turn that into something productive. Mike, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, they got some questions, they've got something that they want to talk to you about. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, they could reach out on my LinkedIn profile. Um, it's Mike C. Black is the, the link at the end. If you look me up or I'm at page.black, P-A-I-G-E dot B-L-A-C-K. Okay, fantastic. Uh, well, listen, Mike, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate that you uh, are spending some time. Dennis and I always love having you come on the show and, and sharing some of your wisdom here. Thank you so much. And we're going to have you back again. And uh, for anyone else, uh, thank you all for joining us today, and we appreciate it with Work From Home with Two Guys. You've been listening to WFH with Two Guys. We'll see you next time.